This podcast has been proudly brought to you by Hamper World, who have been crafting gourmet food and wine hampers for over 20 years. Operating from the same Melbourne location, Hamper World has grown from a small family business to a successful business delivery worldwide. Servicing both corporate and hospitality clients alike, Hamper World offer a selection of sweet and savoury treats perfect for any occasion. All Hamper World hampers are hand-packed and feature only Australian-made products. Every hamper carries the Australian-made logo, ensuring you are supporting Australian businesses. To order your delicious hamper, go to hamperworld.com.au. Welcome and thank you for joining me on the Executive Women's Wellness Society podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Peterson, and I work with women to remind them that they are worthy of success. And that doesn't mean it comes at a cost of an unfulfilled career, burnout or poor health. On this podcast show, I present on real women's topics of health and well-being, and I'm joined by experts around the globe who share their knowledge on how to have an abundance of good health, become wisely wealthy, experience love and deep connection in all our relationships, and immerse in a spiritual way of life for overall well-being. Join me as I explore and go deep on real women's topics with real women on real issues surrounding our health, wealth, love and spirit. I remind you that you are worthy. Now, with no hesitation, let's dive deep. Okay, Ange, I'm so thrilled that you're on our podcast today. You know that I've been such a massive fan of your work. And today we're talking about the Gratitude Project, which you're the founder of. And I just love the fact that you're going to talk all gratitude today and how to express it and be aware of it and share your knowledge with us. So welcome to our show. I'm so excited to be here. Like I was saying, when I was reading up about you before, I was like, this is my type of girl. I'm excited. <laughs> love it. The, the love is mutual. <laughs> so let, talk to me a little bit about the Gratitude Project. How did it come about for you? Yeah. And what inspired you to start such an awesome organisation? Look, it kind of started when I was pregnant and like just in sort of the early days of motherhood with my first daughter. She's about to turn six, um, which blows my mind. Like that's gone fast. Um, But I remember going through a bit of a stage where I felt a little bit lost in this new role. You know, I just finished up working. I was going to move into motherhood and there was a lot of self-reflecting happening. Like I feel like before that I was very much just in, you know, work, play, you know, you do all this stuff for you and then all of a sudden you get to a point in your life where there's a baby coming and you start to ask yourself bigger life questions. And I noticed a pattern within myself um, which I didn't like. It was that I was getting really heavily into comparing myself And it was almost like I was looking for things that needed improvement and then beating myself up about them. So it would be like, you know, we don't own our house and we should should own a house before we have a baby. (laughs) Or, you know, we don't have certain things or we don't do certain things or we we haven't had enough holidays. And I would really get sort of a little bit caught up in all the things I didn't have and all the ways I wasn't enough and I wasn't smart enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, funny enough. I was all these things and I wasn't enough of anything. And 
it was interesting because when I really became aware of it, it became a lot easier to notice how freaking crazy it was. Like to me, I was like, when you really think about it, I'm like, I'm just sitting here every day telling myself how much I'm just not enough of all of these things. And that doesn't make for a healthy relationship with myself. And obviously being mother to girls, I knew that that needed to change. So I decided after doing some research, I, I really wanted to become a little bit more educated on what makes people happy. Um, and after doing a lot of research, I found that gratitude was one of the strongest tools to use. So I started an Instagram and Facebook page just for my own personal accountability. Um, and I started posting about gratitude and about my own journey and about how I was changing things, the tools I was using. And it just really started to gain a bit of momentum. I think I was going through some health things at the time as well. And, you know, the gratitude mixed with the nutritional health really... It really brought a lot of people out of the woodworks because people are interested in, you know, being better and being greater. And I think that when you have someone sharing their story from a relatable way, it's really attractive. You know, I was never really the expert. I was just someone who was looking for a better way. Um, and so that's how it all kind of started six years ago now, which blows my mind. So quickly, but that's gone so fast. And I just love how you're completely authentic and honest with the comparisonitis, I call it, of not being good enough. And it's funny, when I start coaching and working with women, most of them on the surface will say, oh, yeah, I don't have that issue. But when we work closer together and we do a lot of inward work, actually the I'm not good enough comes up a lot. And it's things like surface stuff that we've talked about, um, you know, I'm not pretty enough, smart enough. It's something that was told to me in school or at a, at when I was a young child that we sort of never got over and we've created those limiting beliefs around ourselves. So I'm so glad that you shared that honesty and that you really did come out of the woodwork and start this for so many other women. Um, tell me, how do you explain gratitude? How do you express gratitude for those women who really want to learn more about, well, what is the art of gratitude? It is. <laughs> <laughs> It is definitely an art and there are so many layers to it. You know, when I was first getting started, it was really just the surface stuff. It was just, what am I grateful for right now? What do I have to be thankful for? It was really just kind of connecting in with where I'm really blessed. And I mean, if you're listening to this, then you have a smartphone. Most likely you have a roof over your head. Most likely you're in a pretty good situation and so for most of us, we're better off than a large majority of people in this world and I think that that to me in the beginning was the biggest, you know, sort of aha moment. Like I'm actually really lucky despite the hardships, despite the things I've gone through that have not been great. I'm actually really, really lucky. So that to me was like, okay, here we are. Like I need to start focusing on that. But as I've gotten deeper into it, I've realized, you know, there are some other sort of layers to gratitude. You know, I think that if you get back to it, it's possible to feel grateful and be broke. But if you don't feel worthy, or it's possible to be grateful and be in a bad relationship, but if you don't feel worthy, then you can't actually increase the joy and fulfillment in your life. So as much as gratitude is a great place to start, you can't just grow from gratitude. It's definitely great to get the ball rolling, but the momentum comes when you track your happiness and enhance what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life to make sure you are becoming better, greater, stronger, faster, and 
adding the good into your life. So for me, it kind of hit a plateau where I was like, okay, I'm doing my gratitude, but I had to find worthiness first. And I think they sort of go hand in hand if you want growth in your life and if you want to be better and if you want to say yes to more good things in your life. And so, you know, for me, I think that to start off with, it was just that first, you know, just think about the things that are great, but then it became a little bit more of an inward job where I had to really feel worthy of the things that I wanted in my life in order to call them in, if that kind of makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. So do you feel like, um, from what I can understand, the way once you started expressing gratitude for the small things, the big things in your life, you became more worthy of letting go of the comparisonitis and all those sorts of I'm not good enough? Totally. And I, I did, um, actually I haven't posted it. I did a draft of a post yesterday of some stuff I was thinking about where I remember my whole life I thought to myself, you know, when I'm 30, that was always like this golden age where I was like, you turn 30 and you really know yourself. You know, you're at a point where you understand your body a little bit more. Um, you know what your strengths are. I felt like 30 was just this like mystical age where you became like a woman finally. Yes. Um, yes. But for me, it happened at 31 where I suddenly just went, I feel really comfortable in my skin. I feel really confident speaking my truth and standing up for myself. And what I realized was it wasn't about the age. It was about the years of work that I had put in prior and the self-love and the focusing on my strengths that had brought me to this place where I got to only like last year, to be honest, where I really could stand strong and say, I feel amazing in everything that I am and that I do. Um, you know, it, it took time. It really took knowing myself, practicing self-love, practicing gratitude to get there. And to me, that kind of felt like a really big win, you know? That is such a massive win. And it's funny, while we're talking about ages, you may have found your, let's call it personal power at 31. I found mine at 34. And it's such a beautiful journey, isn't it, yeah. to um, have those self-love practices and those rituals and expressing that gratitude that we've spoken about. So with self-love self practices, what, what would you share that is your most fave? I have like... I know, there's probably so many. <laughs> I know, I have a million and one. Like for me, I think, and it sounds so girly and cliche, I sort of have a differentiation, differentiation, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, I kind of look at self-love as the inner stuff, like the way you speak to yourself. And then I look at self-care as the things that you do. So for me, with probably self-care practices, I love facials, massages, all the girly things. I love like shopping for makeup so that when I go out, I can play and be creative. I love all of those things. And for me, when I've had a rough day, it's I'm booking in for a massage at some point in the week because that just, to me, it rejuvenates me. My love language is touch. And so as soon as I've got like hands on my body, just anything like that physical touch just re-energizes me in such a magical way. So that would definitely be my number one self-love challenge, self-care challenge, whereas self-love, um, I actually have a box that sits in my office of all of the letters, cards, notes, um, anything I've received from clients or followers over the last five or six years. Um, and when I'm feeling low, I just read over that and I just remind myself that I can do great things and I can help people find their, their greatness and what it is that makes them shine. And I just, it's just about being like, you're actually kick-ass and you're actually awesome. So 
have a way of reminding, you know, find the evidence that reminds you when you forget about that, you know? Yeah, totally. And I love how you've got a little box of like all your fan mail and stuff. That's just such a way to re-energize, isn't it? And really um, remind yourself of your purpose because I guess we all need reminding of that from time to time, especially, you know, um, entrepreneurial women. Sometimes we get so caught up in the busy and the go, go, go um, without glorifying busy, of course. But we sort of stop and go, why are we doing this again when you've had a bad day or, you know, it's just all become too much? I guess in your situation, you know, you're a mama, you've got beautiful kids, you've got Superman as your husband. How do you keep energised with your business and having that creative flow and coming up with new ideas? I mean, that's something I really wanted to pick your brains about because sometimes, you know, we can lose that energetic flow for our business. Totally. I like, I'm a big believer that for me personally, and this isn't for everyone, but structure creates freedom for me. Um, I'm really strict on my time where it goes, what I do. I mean, you can probably see in the point I've got a calendar on my wall. It's got my year mapped out. I don't do more than one trip a month. If something else comes up, I completely ignore it. Um, and then even my days, you know, my husband does some lecturing on a Wednesday. So that's my mum day. I don't work on Wednesdays at all. Um, Mondays, I normally have calls very late into the night. So I make sure that Monday mornings until 11am, I'm doing certain things. Like for me personally, I'm like at the shops buying groceries for the week. I'm going to a yoga class. And then I'm starting work later in the day so that I've actually got a bit more balance there because I did go through a stage where I was like waking up playing with the kids and I would have booked in a call at 7am. So I'd run upstairs and do that while they were getting ready for school. Then I'd run down and spend some time with them. And then I'd be like, crap, I've got to go. I've got another call now. And I was constantly juggling between, you know, what I needed to get done and what I wanted to do. And I felt like I wasn't showing up fully anywhere. I felt like I wasn't a great mom. I felt like I wasn't great in my work. I felt like I was a great wife. There were all these things where I was like, I'm playing at 50%. And what I found really worked is I have so much structure within my days, weeks, months, everything now that it gives me freedom again. You know, I know when my creative time is and I know that I've got that set two hours where I'm just being creative and, and making new content and doing cool things there. And to me, just knowing like, okay, you got two hours, get it done. It takes away the, the um, temptation of procrastination. You know what I mean? And when I'm with my kids and I'm like, I know that this is like my three hours in the afternoon where it's just me and them every day. I'm like, that takes away me looking at my phone because I'm like, it's three hours from three to six every day. I'm with my kids. So I'm just going to like totally laser focus in on them, cooking them a nourishing meal. And then at six, I'll go back to work or sometimes I get longer. And it makes me appreciate and utilize my time so much better in everything that I do. And for me, that equals freedom. You know? Yeah, and I guess I, I can totally relate to being busy in between calls and making them at ridiculous times just because you've made that commitment. And I guess it's learning to say that gentle no and for your work to work in with your schedule um, is really important because I guess um, particularly for entrepreneurial women, we really do get into these for flexible hours um, to work the hours where we can be creative. And um, and for those women who are in their careers, 
the same for them, being able to work around those hours where it suits them, where they can be creating the content or whatever else they've got going on. So, yeah, I love the honesty there and for sharing your knowledge. Hopefully, um, we can take that on and figure it out for ourselves in terms of routine because we all need a routine, don't we? Totally. Totally. My husband wrote a book called Rule Your Routine. And when he wrote it, I was like, I hate routine. Like I'm, I'm a hippie. I need to be free. I need like the flexibility of not knowing what I'm going to do. And then I had a coach about a year ago who just, she really lays a, like, she just said to me, she's like, structure creates freedom. And I realized once I implemented it, promised her I'd implement it for like a month. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm a hippie. It doesn't work like that. And then I implemented it and I was like, damn, I was wrong. Like she was right, I was wrong. And now all I have is like calendars, structure, time, like workflows. I'm like, yeah, thank God for it. Yeah, and it's obviously working for you as well. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell me, where can people find you? I hang out a whole lot on Instagram. My handle is gratitude underscore project or just look up my name and Simpson without a P. Um, no one ever spells my surname right. Yeah. I should have married smarter. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, and I love Facebook as well. Facebook is where I mostly will share other people's content that I love because I love that it's so easy to click the links. So just search the gratitude project. Um, and definitely my website is a good place to sort of see some past blog posts and a little bit more around what I love and, and how I practice self-love, self-care, manifestation, all the good things. All the great stuff. And I'm sure I'll, I'll see you there on those forums. I love your work. Lots of love to you and thanks again for today. Thank you for having me.